Hi, I'm Simon Hill, and you're watching Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. Hi, I'm Daniel Mullen, former Adelaide United player and Asian Champions League winner with Western Sydney Wanderers. When it comes to any of my soccer needs, I do my shopping here at Soccer Locker. An Australian owned and operated business, the store is located at Shop 5 of 181 to 183 Grange Road, Finden. Founded in 2017, Soccer Locker was introduced into the market to fulfil all the soccer related needs of Australians, providing a huge range of quality clothing and equipment ranging from soccer balls, team kits, goalkeeper gear, accessories and much more. Recently arrived stock also includes stunning retro kits from some of our favourite past eras as fans of the world game. Soccer Locker is a specialist in Premier Range Boots, Adidas and Puma, goalkeeper gear and licensed merchandise. Visit us online at www.soccerlocker.com.au with free delivery Australia wide. So get shopping now at our Finland store, open from 10am to 5.30pm from Monday to Friday and open Saturdays from 9am to 3pm. G'day guys and welcome to the Purebred Reds, Adelaide United Fan TV. I'm your host Ellis Gelios coming to you from Soccer Locker today to preview our game against Melbourne City and like usual I'm joined by a very very special guest now. Cassio, before I bring you in officially, you were the first one to come on this platform first ex-player. Since then we've had just about everyone. It's been a whirlwind two years. You've left Adelaide in that time, gone to Melbourne City to work at Melbourne City and uh, this platform has grown and grown and grown but we have so much to thank you for. You were the first one, first interview, first ex-player to give us a chance when we were nothing. So it's really special to have you back. Not only uh, given that you're back in Adelaide and you're back uh, affiliated with the club again but because of the fact that we have you on this show again it's, uh, it's very special. I'm delighted to welcome you. Welcome back home. How are you? Thank you, Alice. First, thank you. Thank you for the invitation again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been great to, to be back in Adelaide. So, after, after yeah, one and a half year, almost two years at, at, in Melbourne, working in Melbourne City. So, that was a great time. Uh, apart from the lockdown, the rest was really good. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Adelaide is Adelaide. We always always happy to be back here so we lived here for 12 years since playing and life after football uh, families so we, we love Adelaide and we we actually were really happy to be back you became an Australian in Adelaide your kids were born here um, can you just about call Adelaide home of course we do yeah, yeah. we do we yeah we became we naturalized on, in 2012 uh, through help that Adelaide United at the time helped helped us a lot, which is a which is a great thing as well. Uh, yeah, we 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 try to go back to Brazil as much as we can, but unfortunately now because of the COVID and we haven't been back almost three years, it's hard sometimes to get away, stay away from the families, even with uh, especially with the kids, you know, uh, kids away from grandfather, grand, you know, grandparents and and, and everything, uncles. Uh, cousins and but yeah but that's life so we're waiting for the great opportunity to 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 welcome them back in Adelaide or or we can go over there but Adelaide became became our definitely our first, our first home now that's amazing we love to hear that now we're at Soccer Locker our magnificent sponsor of course you've got a nice little Brazil cap there you can they're available here not just the Brazil ones but of course we're only going to give a Brazil one for Cassio of all people to hold up. Uh, staying in the continent, 
Beautiful Boca Junior kit. Don't know where else in Adelaide you're going to find Boca Junior merchandise, Casio. Um, what a club this is. Did you ever sort of get close to playing against them in any uh, in any South American inter-club competition? Boca didn't. Uh, a Copa Libertadores or Sul-Americana, which yeah. you call Mercosul at my yeah. time, which you changed names. But I haven't played Boca yet, but yeah, they, they're a great club. We play other clubs like Independiente. Uh, River, Racing, which is top clubs as well. Still the biggest clubs uh, in Argentina. Yeah, no, they, they're great. Argentina is Brazil and they, they all, Uruguay, they have some great clubs. This one's probably by far, you know, one of the best ones in, in, in the continent. So For in, sure. in South America, so it's a great club. I'm hearing no guarantees yet, but there may be some Santos stock arriving soon as well. Now, Santos, the biggest club from your motherland, of course. How do the two compare? It's a special rivalry, really. I mean, it's prob it probably the biggest in South America, isn't it? It is, yeah. Sometimes it's because, mainly because of Pele, but in terms of, uh, uh, terms of supporters and everything, I would say Flamengo is probably the biggest one. But Santos is, I would say, might be named because of Pele. So when you talk about Pele and Maradona, with Boca and Santos, it, it, this becomes, becomes huge. So this probably, they'll be huge if they come here, it would be great. So I'll be more than happy to, to purchase one. <laughs> Former Flamengo player, of course, as well. How can we forget? Yeah. Amazing staff yeah, that you yeah. got to represent them. That was great. Great times. So played, yeah. yeah. Now we've got some Adelaide United stock finally in here as well, which is great. So make sure you get in, pay the guys here a visit. Got some nice little sort of boomer jackets here, bomber jackets rather. Um, get in, guys. The stock is hot. Um, we're going to preview the game against Melbourne City Casio. Club you've just been working for, and obviously Adelaide United, the club you represented with so many glorious years to uh, hold dear. Um, now it's a 6.35 kickoff tomorrow night, guys. Um, Melbourne City, their continued excellent run of form uh, meant that they edged in-form Brisbane Raw uh, in a highly entertaining game last weekend. Um, that was their third win in a row. Um, and uh, also the third time in a row that they scored at least three goals. So they are absolutely prolific at the moment. They're also unbeaten in seven games and they've won 11 of their last 14, which leaves Adelaide United with a daunting task ahead of them in this game. Now, Adelaide United, we failed to win any of our last four. And while only one of these matches has ended in defeat, the golfing class should very much be evident in uh, what we've seen lately. Now, you're at the game against Wellington, Cassio. Yeah, I had a bit of a reunion dinner at Enzo's. Firstly, tell us how that went. You are in a round table with all the legends. That's, uh, that's a dream for older supporters, obviously. So many memories, so many goals, so many uh, fantastic moments. That was great. That was, that was a, actually, I haven't been in touch with them. Some of them for quite a bit. Some of them I've been in touch. So who joined you? Well, there were a lot of people there. So I remember, yeah, well, was Flor Marcus Flores, um, Karuska, Year five, Daniel Mullen, uh, Matthew Campy, uh, Rich Allegage, uh, some of the girls, um, uh, MJ, uh, Rachel, uh, it was really good. Lucas Pantelis, which yeah. hosted John Asali, uh, some yeah, I can't, I can't recall if I forgot, forgot one, but that's right. Uh, that's well, some, that's some famous uh, alumni. That's a, that's a, that's what I can recall. That was a that was a great great time. We had a good dinner, then we went to watch the game together. That that was really good. Now, what wasn't good was our performance. Nil all, firing another blank, second one in a row at home. Why are we struggling so much to uh, to at least 
threat and on goal. It, it seems very unlike us this season. We obviously had that patch where we were just in incredible form and, uh, and really punching above our weight. But the last two weeks at home, we've not looked like ourselves at all. Has it been a case of us being worked out, do you think? Have clubs worked out that we have no plan B when they park the bus? Or is there just confidence lacking? Why hasn't it been working very well for us? Well, from what, I, what I've been watching the last last few games, Adelaide is, is there are something special within the group in terms of uh, getting something out of the head sometimes. Uh, you know, special players, especially in the middle third, um, uh, mid front third. Uh, but, but I think the, the last game when I watched, I think it was more the, the opportunities created, couldn't score. So they had opportunities, enough opportunities to win the game, which is great. So mm -hmm. that's what you want to get. When you when you train your team, when you when you go into the game, create chances, which is the last part of the pitch to to score goals. And I think the they did that. They've been doing that. But yeah, but unfortunately, the chances uh, you gotta you gotta gotta put the back of the net uh, to win the game. So unfortunately, it didn't work the last the last game. But then in the other side, you play a good team like Wellington, which is a which is a good side. So I don't think people give much value to Wellington mm. because they. You know, they they always been that up and down all every year, but but I guess they I, I rate them 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 highly, especially with the quality players they have, like the the Mexican player Davila and some other players. So that was a difficult task, uh, and they all they all fighting for for spots in top six. There was a there was a difficult game for 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 Adelaide, I would say, but yeah, but it, unfortunately football you have to score. So if you don't score, then you you, you can't win games. For sure. Uh, now the club put out a retro video of uh, that 6-1 win, I think it was back in 2008-09 when you scored those two rockets. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember, yeah. I do remember two, two on the left foot. Left foot. Yeah, cross shots. Yeah, it was good. Such good memories. Yeah, that was good. That was just, really good. Just, just some of the uh, catalogue of memories you left us with. The other one that springs to mind, that Newcastle half volley. Absolutely yeah. scrumptious. My view was uh, directly behind you in the south end. When that went in, I was just like, no way. <laughs> that was good. All, all times. I'm too old now. <laughs> but that was good. That was, yeah, some good memories. Great stuff. Now, uh, getting back to the preview. So, Carl Viet, uh, he's got a bit of a headache on his plate at the moment because a lot of fans are starting to get a bit restless with Tommy Urich. Now, it's funny because he's actually our top scorer. But we've just not looked great in the time that he's since come back into the team. When Cassini Yankee was leading the line, we looked a lot more lively. So a problem has arisen for Viet now because he's already publicly backed Urich to the hilt. Came out when we first signed him and said he's one of the best finishers he's ever seen. And this is Carl Viet who played in uh, one of the greatest ever Adelaide City teams saying that uh, this is the best finisher he's seen. So he's got to back his man Tommy Urich, the, uh, the big name signing that we brought in this year. Is this going to become a bit of an issue if we continue to play poorly? Because Cassini Yengi, uh, you know, he's fit, he's back in the side. If you're bringing him on for 10 minutes when we're looking so much more lively with him on, as opposed to Juric for 80 minutes, it's going to become an issue going forward. So do you think there's a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a contentious sort of <coughs> talking point there with Carl Viet and his management going forward? Well, there are there are few few things in there. I believe the coach when when he makes these kind of decisions, even even when you know supporters and, and media and these sort of things go against it, 
he's, he might have an issue for it. So the day by day with the player and the coach, trainings and you know, uh, hotels and lunch, dinners and all those stuffs. So the, the coach knows each player very well because he's with the co with the player for for quite a bit, met sometimes more than their own families. So that is a reason for for Tommy to be playing. Not only because he's a he's a good striker and a and a top goal scorer, but something the coach believes in. And when the coach believes in, which is for me, is a great thing because he always he always back the player up, like you mentioned. And he the, the player feels as well that he's got the, that backup from from the coach. And I have to deliver because that the, in the other side there are a lot of players knocking on the door, like uh, like Yangi and some other boys. Uh, they, they want the opportunities, so he needs to perform. And my view, I played with Tommy uh, when he when he got here, 2013, I think. Yeah. So up we played a bit. Uh, he, he's, I think, Carl's right. He he was already when he was young. Yeah. He was probably one of the the best finishers back then. Already, he was very young. Uh, I think he was like 20 years yeah. old, 19, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. years old. So he scored some great goals uh, just on, the, on that time. And I, I think Carl hit him in the head with that. But sometimes, like I said about Wellington again, sometimes the ball doesn't get in. And it's natural the supporters, you know, demand, the, the media demand, which is a natural thing. I just believe that the main thing is that the coach believes in the group of players he's got and the type of player he needs to do that sort of job in the system he play. And the, the younger ones, they, they'll get the opportunities. It's just a matter of time. And once they get these opportunities, they, they, they take it. Like they, the boys, I have to admit that, the younger ones doing really well, and which is something uh, special in Adelaide around the, that the, the vibe around is really good about young players because Carl's not scared to throw them. Uh, with with this situation with Tommy and other players, it just purely coaches coaches uh, uh, opinion and, and and actually believes on that. And I but I have to agree with Carl 100%. Tommy is a is a very good finisher. It just when when one goes on. And then eventually things happen for striker. Striker, striker leaves out of goal, so mm -hmm. he needs to get one, two, and then eventually things will go back into the normality for him. There you go, folks. Sorry, Cassini. Might have to wait a few more weeks. Um, I want to talk about Josh Cavallo. Now, he's playing left back at the moment. Obviously, you're a legend, our greatest ever left back. Um, so talk to us. How have you viewed his performances at left back? Could he potentially play there long term? because we're stocked with central midfielders, as you know. Um, and uh, how much did you have to do with him at Melbourne City? Because he was at Melbourne City, of course, back in the day too. Yeah, when I, now when, I think when I got there, uh, end of 2019, he, he's already left. So I think he's at West United. Okay. So he, I think, as far as I remember, he was at City, and then he went to West United, um, and then he ended up in Adelaide. I think this kid being great. He's, yeah. been, he's been an excellent pick. So whoever's done that, they've done a great job, this couchy and everything. He can play in several positions, and you can see the kids got something, you know, playing as a as a as a midfielder, as a, as a number eight, number ten, uh, left back has been great. He's one of the, the the best performers this year for me in in the squad, and being such a young player as well, and coming in a different city, you know, different environment, if he, he found his feet really quick, very and very well, and playing his his best. I believe, and especially never, I, I don't know, but I believe he never played in that position before, and he's performing on professional level very well. You can't tell he, he never played there. So uh, I actually really like him, and I, I think he's, he's doing a great job. 
There you go, from Casio to Cavallo. Um, now, are City the odds-on favourite for this game? What have you made of them this season? They, they look like they're in a passage of form that they've never been in historically. Um, they always, whenever they show promise, they seem to buckle under pressure a little bit. Doesn't seem like that's on the cards at all this season. So tell us uh, what it's like in terms of what it was like when you were there and whether it was brewing towards this. Um, obviously you were there just very recently, but uh, how, how much contact have you had with Patrick Isnorbo? How much was this always going to go this way for them this season, do you think? And, uh, and how do you rate them in terms of their A-League squad this season? Well, as you can tell, like I think you, you mentioned pretty clear, they, they the form team in the competition for the last month or so. Uh, physically very strong and they have a clear structure play which is uh, drives through and from Manchester City all the way down the city group which I was there so they have their, their clear structure and they they follow through and then they they pretty they're pretty solid with it and I think they pick the the, the right players for their positions when you have when players like Jay, when you have players like Jay McLaren you know it's 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 a big chance of percentage to win game because this kid he's got three chances you score two at least, you know. So it's very rare to find that now, nowadays in, in the world. So and we got all the other errors as well, like that you got plays very very good plays in every in every position there. So I guess I see them I see them now as as we as when I was playing for United back in 2010-11 which we had like a run of 11, 12 games where I think we unbeaten, something like that. Yes. You probably recall that. 13 games, so winning every game. You, and we, sometimes you feel unbeatable, you know, because you win every game by six, by four, by three, and eventually get a draw here, but then you go back up again. So I, I'm sort of looking at that, that scenario now as we were back in 10 years ago. And you, you actually, I look at them and go, these guys are unbeatable, which is, which is great to watch, like, but you never know. But you got Adelaide. Adelaide got something special in terms of uh, individuality, players. So they got some individuals which can make a difference, like Craig Goodwin, mm. uh, Ben Halloran, and all those players that. Mork. Mork, Stefan Mork. Mm. They can get something out of the hat and, mm. and win games, which is, which is seen is more about the team, yes. structure. So there is no one individual apart from Jamie, which is purely score goals. So I guess it would be a good game. I'll be honest with you, a good game to watch. I want to ask you about McLaren. Um, there was a moment earlier on in the season when I can't remember who it was, one of City's wide players failed to play it to McLaren first time and he absolutely went off at him. It was on camera, he gave him an absolute bake and then that player followed through with the instructions the following time and they scored from it. So tell us, is McLaren really a leader off the pitch? Well, my role there was more with the with academy, uh, with, you know. But but of course, sometimes we had a we had a we had a touch with the seniors and you know have a look at the trainings, which is which is good for us to learn as well. Especially for myself, which I was there, I learned a lot. And he he was actually he's a very humble kid, very and very good player, always respectful with everyone. And on the pitch, I see him helping the younger ones, so which is a good thing from from an older. An experienced player. Uh, I don't think he's that old, but he's, he's got a bit of experience. 27. 27. So here we go. He's, he's a great age. So he's got a good experience to help the, the younger ones and be a model. And 
and uh, yeah, I believe he's 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 really good. I think in that scenario, as you mentioned about the game, they scored. He went off. I think the players believe he will score, and then they will create the chances for him to score. If maybe one or two they miss out, which is a clear one, it can happen, which is normal. But eventually they will create chances for him because they know he will score. He always put himself in great positions. So he's he's different. I have to admit, he's different in. In, in the box, very, very, very rare to find player with his quality, with the finishing quality in, in, in Australia. So. Did, did Bernardo ever come home uh, after a, a training session and talk about training with McLaren? A lot, a lot. He come back home. We always when you there, he's training with A League. Coming back home, saying the session's great, and then you saying about Jamie. It's unbelievable how how much he can he can finish, how his his accuracy, finishing accuracy in training is great. So this is great for him, young kids, you know, like like him, like the other kids, to look at these these sort of players and see what it takes to to get into that level. So which is a role models like that. Uh, I'm saying on the pitch, but he seems a great guy off the pitch as well, and it's it's the ones to follow. You know? There you go. Very very interesting. We're going to move on. Uh, so tell us about Patrick Kisnorbo, uh, the head coach there, his assistant. Last season, I think he was uh, at one stage in charge of the W League team too. Obviously, he's done done his kind of badges. Um, is he the real deal? Do you think? Can he go on and you know we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but let's say City win it this year. Can he go on and and have a successful coaching career in Europe? Do you think? It's hard to tell because you know he's just young. He's very young, just starting. I think he's been he's been around you know assisting A League and coach W League. I guess again, I wasn't much involved with A League. I can't tell the day by day thing, and I don't know him as much. Yeah. But I, I had a few. We had a few meetings through the club and stuff when I was there, which is always helpful with me and, and try to try to help through meetings and trainings and stuff, which is good. So we learn from each other. And but yeah, but I think he's doing. We, you can't lie. He's doing. He's doing great. He's doing. He's doing a good job. The team's doing very good. So surely the coach was some some percentage in there. Even though I believe the players are always a big percentage of every success of team, so people can tell the opposite. But I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get into that because the players, the ones that play the game. So, but the percentage, the coach percentages in there, I believe he's doing, he's doing a great job, and he's, he could be very successful in, in in the future. About overseas, it's a different story because you know we see coaches like you know Tony Popovich, uh, Muscat, going and coming back, which is. Overseas, especially Europe, South America, is it is a ruthless world. So you don't have three, four chances. You have to win every game. So eventually, you lose one or two. You're already in in doubt to to get kicked out, and get yeah. sacked. So in Australia, it's a lot better. You you can breathe a bit more. So you can survive a season or two, even you're doing not too good. So. Yeah, it, again, overseas is, is completely different story. You can't tell, but the way he's going, I think he's he's got all the all the ingredients to to follow all those coaches that they're winning and done well. Mm, I think you're right, uh, and I'm gonna now ask for a prediction. Who wins? It's a yeah, it's a tough one. I I believe I believe Adelaide can win. I believe Adelaide can win because. Adelaide needs to win, and he's been in a in a, in a in a recent form. hasn't been in a in a you know that winning winning form, which is something needed. Players sometimes get that. City, in the other hand, City has been winning, 
and sometimes you can be you know relaxed in that in that scenario so I'll, I'll throw here that Adelaide, Adelaide will, will, will win this one do you think there's a possibility that because Melbourne City is such an attacking side that's going to open up a lot of space for us to win this game on the counter-attack because that has been where we've had a lot of success in the last two months so do you think because Wellington and Western United for different reasons have played very defensively at Cooper Stadium that the tide might turn for Adelaide because we're going to Melbourne City, the onus is on them to attack obviously and that they're not a team that's uh, really built to do much off the ball so yeah well this is why because Adelaide, you probably recall as well, better than me every time Adelaide plays City, they, they, most of the time they're successful they, I think Carl and, and the coaches, they, they analyze and, and they, they read the game really well against them, what they can do, and then they purely play on, on how can we win this game, so where, what areas I can do, we can do as a team. So I believe that's why Adelaide will, will get advantage and, and being honest, I think they, they, got a, they got a chance to win and I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll put the bet. result there one you. Good, good. We like to hear that. Um, now, I'm going to ask you about your time working uh, with Melbourne City. You've obviously just come back uh, when Bernardo was signed, uh, when the announcement was made for Bernardo, who signed with Adelaide United from Melbourne City. You then made inroads to return here. Tell us what your time away was like working at Melbourne City. Obviously, uh, probably the biggest club infrastructure-wise in the country, uh, a part of the CFG group. You were in touch with uh, a lot of key people, witnessing firsthand the resources there and uh, what you had to work with, the facilities. So talk to us about what the role was like at Melbourne City. Yeah, no, that was great. Well, the, the access uh, I had, uh, the contents access I had uh, within the group, City Group and, and Melbourne City, Manchester City, uh, New York City, that, that was great, something unique, I have to say. So about trainings, uh, methodologies, and all those stuffs that most of stuff of stuff come from from actually Guardiola. So we've had access to all those stuffs, and uh, you're right. You're saying the the training facilities are unique as well compared to to Australian model. So, but doesn't mean that the, the thing is people people get two two you know two think two thoughts about it, which is the the training facility and and for example being a champion and, and creating plays are two different things. So the fact that you have that all the scenario, you have to do all everything well to, to be successful. So which is they they great club but they're not the perfect club like mm -hmm. everyone everyone in the world but they, they got everything to be a great club. Yeah I had a great time there. So Michael was the one, Michael Petrillo which I worked here, he was the one that took took Bernardo there, gave me opportunity to work. Initially my first my first, uh, my first season, I worked as an assistant coach, so an academy assistant coach. And then the second year, which is my second season, they offered me, which is a great position, of a special art position, specific uh, coach, so specialized yeah. uh, through the whole academy, which is something unique, which is Manchester City has, uh, I think New York City had, and they wanted someone from Melbourne City to do it, and they offered me that position, which was a full-time position. So I actually thought I felt privileged to get that, and then actually I jumped in my last uh, yeah eight months on that. That was really good. I could have access even more things about it, create a lot of stuff and, and planning. There, there were a lot of work put in there, and I could help even the some some transitional you know scholarship players to elite players into into specific 
what the what Patrick Snowball and and the the NPL coach wanted in yes. terms of work with these players. That was something very good for me that I've learned a lot. Yeah, so I believe this is a unique experience. So I I had to come back to Adelaide because of not because of Bernardo's situation uh, and and uh, he's being a minor. We need to give him support and also the family as well. So to come back and restart again. So the club understood. So I spoke to them. They they completely understood the situation. And then yeah, then we and then we're really happy coming back here. And here you now are. Well, it's great to hear that you had a good time over there. I'm sure you've uh, grown a lot off the field um, in what you've been able to experience at Melbourne City. Uh, but you are now back, and so is Bernardo. What an exciting signing this was for the club. Uh, another father-son situation. We haven't had many of them. Now, Bernardo scored a cracking goal for the youth team against Blue Eagles. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it might be the first time ever that we've had in a youth team game two sons of legends scoring goals. Alagic's son scored and Bernardo scored, which is uh, pretty special and uh, it was great to see. So make sure you get out and watch our youth team at the moment because uh, playing some good stuff, starting to win now and we've got some legendary sons in the team of uh, sons of, of legends of the club. Uh, now I want to ask you, um, how, how's it been for Bernardo settling in? Uh, obviously straight into it. Um, not much respite at all, but uh, how's he finding it? Oh, it's very easy, very easy because when 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 that opportunity came to come back here and be part of the A League squad and and play NPL games until until Carl and, and Ross and the coaches think Eugene thinks that he's ready to to join the A League squad, I think that was a that was unique, that was a no-brainer. Uh, again, go back a little to City. City was great for him as well in terms of developing, but in terms of playing opportunities, uh, I think Adelaide is a, yeah, something special, not only for Bernardo, but for all the, those young players. So the way the Bruce and, and, the, and the coaches and, and the club are running in this scenario, I think that's probably the, that the, probably the place to be for, for those young boys, are, I guess. We, probably Central Coast, I would say. They, they're the both clubs that that providing this pathway for these kids, which is apart from wanting to win, uh, but they, they they don't forget the fact they giving these kids an opportunity is probably the way they're leading to, you know, to other to other to other links and opportunities for them, uh, national teams and, and other other connections. So I think they're doing great. And that's that was a no brainer coming back here. Very easy to settle. You know, well, his friends went back to the same school, Nazareth uh, Catholic College, which I'll, I'll I'll go back there and work there, which I worked there for four and a half years as a running the the the, the soccer program, football program. Um, so easy for our family as well. Adelaide is, is is a great place because it's it's not like Melbourne in terms of big city. So Very livable. Yeah. Every, yeah, very little, so very easy to, to do. We, Melbourne is a great city as well. We love living there, but it's everything too far off for us. So here we, we know, and you know, the wife is back, so everyone's back. So easy for Bernardo, I think he's, he's, actually, he's actually over the moon in the fact that he could, could play. And for the club, he supported since he's a little kid because I played there as well. Of course. So. Um, well, it's a small community here as well, so. It's great that you're back and we get to rub shoulders with you once again, an absolute legend of the club. Um, 
got to talk about Academia. Um, you're back now running the show again. Obviously, you never really left in that regard, but uh, you're now back at least coaching the sessions again. So tell us how it's going, uh, where you're based, and uh, how people can get involved if they want to. Yeah, well, a lot of people know my Academy runs uh, at Grange Recreation Reserve. Uh, I've been there since 2015. I've been running for, for almost seven years, and yeah, the fact that I was out in Melbourne, in Melbourne City, uh, I had to had to leave my academy with my coaches, which is they're great coaches. They they run the show. They they done they done a great job as well. Unfortunately, a lot of a lot of people want us there. You know, myself to to coach, which uh, which I'm hands-on coach. I love coaching and especially kids. Uh, and I'm, I was always there, but unfortunately I couldn't come. I tried to come as much, but the lockdown unfortunately didn't, didn't let it happen often. So now that the fact I'm back, we, we went back into the, 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 good, the good times and uh, getting the kids back, hopefully soon getting to tournaments, which we have a tournament coming in term four in the off season. So eventually getting back into tournaments uh, in Sydney, Queensland, Melbourne, which we which we've done already, experienced that. We and some of them very successful, uh, and overseas, unfortunately, we can't do it now. But but waiting for the right time to to do and probably go back to Spain again uh, for for a great tournament. So just waiting for the right time when the COVID settles and everything, and then we hopefully soon, and then we can we can get these opportunities for the kids. But but yeah, if you if you're interested and you if you're a good player, want to work. I uh, want to develop. You can, yeah. You can contact us on, on academy. Uh, you're on, you're on socials. Yeah, social media. So a lot of people know us. So if you, you know, we can, can actually help uh, if a player interests to develop. That's what we're looking for. Absolutely. We'll put all the links in the video. Cassio, thank you so much for joining us. Are you doing anything special to uh, s settle in and watch the game tomorrow night? Any plans? Uh, no, not really. Just relax with family. Bit of work. a South American steak and yeah. wine yeah, and sit down. Might have a beer. Got to work uh, in the afternoon. So we've got academy going. Then when I come back, yeah, come back home, probably a few beers, maybe steak. Yeah, that might be an option. Beautiful stuff. Well, we hope you enjoy the game. Thank you. Cassio, thank you so much for coming much. in, mate. It's great yeah. that you're back in Adelaide, an absolute legend of the game. And, and I've got to say, even greater that uh, we're seeing you in the stands at Cooper Stadium again. So good that that connection is back there, not just through Bernardo, but because of the fact that you are a great of this football club, one of the greatest. So it's great to have thank you back. You. Thanks for uh, coming in. Great to speak to you and uh, all the best with everything going forward. Thank you, Radish. Thank you very much, mate. Pleasure, mate. Talk to you. Awesome. Thanks, Cassio. And thanks, guys, for watching. Make sure you come in and visit Costa and Jamie here at Soccer Locker. The great guys. They'll look after you. Unique offerings here. They are the only uh, soccer-specific store left in the state. So come in. Give Soccer Locker a visit. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll see you next time. Cheers.